Hello, welcome to Mind Body Speech. Here we talk about everything about speech therapy and occupational therapy. My name is Dr. Ella Wu. I'm the occupational therapist here at Speak for Success. I've been working with a lot of kids with autism or ADHD or some feeding kids here. Today, we're going to talk about sensory regulation. So we got the, this kind of question a lot from the parents that turns out ask us like, why is my kid never get tired? Or why is my kid always busy? So this is something really common to see kids on spectrum or kids with ADHD. That's something we call that they have sensory dysregulation. So first thing, let's talk about sensory regulation. What is sensory regulation? This might be a new word or something that you may or may not heard about or like, uh, I think I know it, but not familiar. So sensory regulation is kind of like what we feel. So sensory regulation is about our nervous system, how we process the information we get it from our environment. So this is something with our senses here. Beside the five senses we have, um, sight, vision, smell, taste, hearing, or touch. There's three other senses. So one is our vestibular system. It's about our balance. Another one is called proprioception. It's about our body awareness. And the last one is our interoception. This is about our inner feelings. For example, like feeling that I need to go use the bathroom if I'm get hungry or get thirsty. So sensory regulation is like how we feel about our body. Sensory dysregulation is where we are not able to regulate ourselves when we feel like we're not able to control our feelings. So for example, we may feel like we're overwhelmed, we are tired, or we're being two-sided. So something often we see on kids that they have some meltdowns or they're being overwhelmed or they just like hyper that they just constantly move around. So back to the question here, why is my kids always busy? So there's some two behaviors we uh, we talk about in sensory regulation. One is sensory seeking behavior. Another is sensory avoiding behavior. So sensory seeking can understand that our body is constantly seeking for that sensory input, that because our body is under sensitive, we need a lot of input. For example, like when we're hungry, we need a lot of food. So as like kids, their body is craving for a lot of sensory input. So by jumping, running, rocking the chair, like what I'm doing right now, or some kids, they may probably like bump into the wall on purpose or like want to fight with others like physically because by doing a lot of that physical movement, they give them a lot of sensory input. On other hand, sensory avoiding behavior is the opposite from sensory seeking behavior. So it's like when we're Full. When we got a lot of food, we're full. We don't want any food here because it's going to make us feel uncomfortable. So same thing for that kind of kid. They're hypersensitive. Their nervous system is being too sensitive that they don't want any more sensory input because when there's more sensory input, they feel right uncomfortable. So you may see kids like very picky, they're very sensitive, they don't want to touch anything. So something we will see very often is with feeding that some kids, they're very picky with food. They only eat like plain food, like crackers, rice, noodles. They don't like any meat or mixed food, food with like strong smells or strong flavors because their body cannot tolerate that much sensory input. 
can a kid be both sensory seeking and sensory avoiding? Then answer is yes. You can see that kids while being busy running around, but also at the same time they're very sensitive to certain textures. So these two things can happen um, on the person together. Because think about this, we have eight senses. So sometimes we may be just over sensitive with just some of the senses, but sometimes we're under sensitive with other senses. And another thing for sensory avoiding besides them being sensitive to textures, smells, or light. Another thing is that you may see kids being incarnated or they're afraid of high. They don't want to go up high, don't want to go jump. They just in general just doing something like a quiet text. For example, they just prefer to sit down in the corner playing with the toys instead of go running, go jumping, or do some like physical activities here. Can the environment affect my child? The answer is yes. Sensory regulation is how our brain process the information we gather from the environment. So environment is always an important key, the big key that affects our sensory regulation. So I want you to think about this. I want you to close your eyes and think about this. So I'm going to give you two scenarios here. So first scenario is that you're at the party or it can be a party, it can be at a bar, or it can be a concert where there's a lot of things going on. So for example, you're at the party. So the light is bright and there's some lights going on, different colors of lights going on. And then there's like loud music playing and there's a lot of people around you. People are like chatting, talking, dancing. There's so many things going on in that environment. And there might be some smells for you too. So I want you to think about in this scenario, how do you feel? How does it make your body feel? You may feel being very excited, you may feel like being very overwhelmed, tired, or nervous. Okay, that's scenario one. Scenario two is the opposite from scenario one. So you're at the cozy place. You can be at the hobby shop or you can be at home. You're next to the fire where you're sitting down in the couch or sitting on your bed, blanket next to you. And then you may have your coffee or hot chocolate or even your cat or dog, <laughs> your pet next to it. So the light is cozy. It might be just a yellow light. It might just be no lights. And then there's no sounds or noise going on in the environment, it may be just quiet, or you may play some like relaxing music. There's not a lot of people around you. There's pretty much nothing around you just by yourself. So what do you feel? What you may feel with your body? You may feel calm. You may feel cozy, relaxed, comfortable. You feel like you're safe, secured. That's scenario two. But do you see how it is different from scenario one? How the environment change can also affect how we feel? So kids may be more easily than us to be affected by the environment. Especially with neurodivergent kids. Their nervous system is built differently from us and then they're more easily to be affected by the environments here. Now we know the factors that affect our trial. But how can we change the environment to help our kids regulate better? So the light is a big thing. The bright light and sunlight make us more nervous, make us uncomfortable. So you can consider using the yellow light or like a yellow light bulb at home or reduce the lights at home to help your kids regulate better. And then the hearing. So if you have the TV playing all the time or there's like little kids or other siblings at home, you may want to consider like 
giving your child a separate room or turn off the TV when your kid is at home. And smell can be a thing too. And some people will like to use the perfume at home to make the house smells better. Sometimes it can be a trigger for the kids. Another big thing is about the environment, how we set up our room. Sometimes a lot of decorations can be a thing that trigger the kids. So think about this. With our eyes, we actually capture a lot of things every day. So it's like for me, I'm doing the podcast right now. Actually, I'm looking at Brian. But actually, there's a, a lot more things going on to my eyes. There's a prince next to him. There's other stuff. There's some decorations on the wall. There's a light over there. My brain is good at processing, ignoring other informations, but just looking at the camera. But for some kids, they're brain or their body won't be able to process that well. They may gather all the information to their brain, which means that it's making their brain overloaded. That can be a trigger to dysregulation where they just have a total meltdown or being overwhelmed for the day because they just so much information in their brain and their brain is overloaded, not able to process a lot of things. So if you notice your kid is very sensitive or is easily to be overwhelmed in like a loud or crowded environment can consider like declutter the environment, especially in just their room. You can take out some decorations, take out some stuff, just keep it clean and organized in the room. Not a lot of stuff. Sometimes it will help the kids to calm down a little bit. Or something we call um calm down corner where you can put a little bit like a little tent or make their room as a safe place for them. It can be some like blanket, duffy, or something that makes them feel like secure, make them feel safe, like some pillows. So for example, when they have a rough day or being a long day outside in school, when they come home, this will be a room for them to calm down, help them regulate. So same thing for us. Sometimes when we go back home, we just want to stay in the car for a couple minutes before we walk into the home because we may have a long day we may feel tired so same thing for the kids here so that's how we can do to modify the environment to help our kids regulate better other advice to help kids with sensory regulation so if your kids have sensory seeking you may see that they also want to chew on stuff what we say about like oral seeking behavior so when they have this kind of behaviors we don't want to stop them so the first thing is we don't want to stop the movement don't stop any movement if their body is craving for something we want them give them something we don't want to stop because this is something they cannot control too something like a chewy toy for some oral seeking kid or like some weighted blanket would be really helpful for kids like who needs that sensory input sometimes we may use like a hat or like sunglasses for kids that who are very sensitive to the lights can kind of help them when they're going outside kind of like help them to block some noises another thing to look at is textures of the clothes some kids they may prefer just certain textures because some textures may bother them another thing to keep in mind is that they may be easily to experience mental stress for example that anxiety depression especially from the lot of sensory input from the environment another important thing is always give them some time if there is having some meltdown or having tantrums it may take longer time for them to recover to regulate so at this moment as a parent what we do is just help them to create the safe environment and then give them some more time for example 
example, some kid is being overwhelmed, dysregulated when they're outside. You can kind of like just help them by taking them to a quiet place or away from the stimulations, away from the environment, or kind of give them big jacket to cover, go over their body to cover from some lights or some noises here. That kind of stuff will kind of help your kid to better regulate it. In short, your kid is constantly looking for sensory input. In the other hand, your kids may experience sensory avoiding behaviors, which is opposite from sensory seeking behavior. So with all the advice included in this video, it will help your kids to better regulate it. Thank you for watching the video. Please like and subscribe our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, please comment below and share to your friends. <music>